0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to yet another Pink Pod. I'm Mike Levy, your usual host for these things. I've also got Brian Park with me today because we're talking to Jason Lucas, who you might know from IFHT Films and their ridiculously funny YouTube videos. How to Buy an E-Bike is one of my favorites. He's also spent some time as the boss of Pink Bikes video team, which I think that also made him my boss for a while. Hello, Jason. Where are you and how are you? (laughs) Hello, Mike Levy. Uh, I am in North Vancouver
1: today, and I'm doing great. I went for a bike ride this morning. Yeah, weather's been awesome, and uh, yeah, stoked to be here with you guys now. It's been a while. I don't think I was ever your boss, by the way. I oh, really? And even if I was, like, I don't think you allowed that. <laughs> no,
0: I don't think so. You could pretend to be my boss, but I'm not going to listen. <laughs> Just for the record,
2: every single person at Pink Bike is your boss, Levy. <laughs> that's fine. That's how I've set it up.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's that's perfect. I'm at the bottom of the, what is it called? With all the... Oh, know, the org the, chart. the or, Yeah, the chart. yeah. Oh, yeah, Anyways, yeah. Yeah. we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff today, but I think we should probably start at the start. So, if I go back to young Mr. Lucas, did he find mountain biking or video cameras first? Oh, that's a good question. It was definitely mountain biking
1: first but pretty quickly um it was video cameras right after that to film the mountain biking and i remember some of my earliest like films or videos or whatever edits was actually on (laughs) on the pink bike forums do you guys remember like when you would play games of bike against people on the pink bike forums oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and that so that was like my first content was like Dude in Calgary sets a, a trick, and like a fufanu at a skate park, and he goes, okay, who can beat it? And then I go to my bike park, I film me doing a fufanu, and then I post that online on, on some website. I don't even know what website I would have posted it on. And
0: uh, that
1: was the start, <laughs> actually.
0: Huh. Well, there you go. Wild. Where, Wild. where did that first camera come from? Did you buy it, or was it a gift, or...?
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a Christmas gift. I'm pretty sure, and it was like a it was a digital camera, so it was like a point and shoot. You could do that, or it could record like ten seconds of video at a time onto the memory card. Just it enough for you like to a...
0: do a foofoo and loop out or something. eh?
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> it wasn't like a mini DV thing.
1: That came pretty quickly after once I realized the uh, the limitations <laughs> of the first <laughs> one. But then I think I bought I bought that one.
0: So at what point did this IFHT thing start? It's you and Matt. Did you guys start it together? How long ago? Mm-hmm. What year? Uh, 2009.
1: Holy um, shit. That was a long time yeah. ago now. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel old. Um, yeah, 2009, one winter in, in Richmond when we, we couldn't bike because uh, it was super crappy out. We were like, Let's make uh, let's make a comedy video because why not? Like, it's just kind of, you got to get those creative juices out somehow. So
2: You guys were like in grade 11?
1: Tw- uh, yeah, it would have been like, yeah, grade 11, I guess, 2009. Mm-hmm. No, grade 12, going into 2020. Or 2010. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, there was no, like, back then it wasn't the same as it is now where you can, like, like i want to be a youtuber or something like you have a goal with your content usually back then it was just kind of like we put it on facebook actually and uh and it was like our friends approval we were looking for not the the entire (laughs) world
0: (laughs) when when did the idea to start a youtube channel come about like at some point it progressed from the home videos to what you guys are doing now yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I think it, it was a few months into the Facebook videos when they're doing pretty well. Our friends were pretty stoked on them, but those are your friends. So they're like much more positive than the average internet goer. Um, so I think YouTube started because someone told us that you could make money on YouTube. And we were like, what? That's like insane. And uh, so with dollar signs in our eyes, we started uploading videos to YouTube. And I think our first AdSense check was like, it was like a 34 cents. Like it was, (laughs) we actually (laughs) mailed the check and, uh, and we quickly realized it isn't that easy.
2: Yeah. It's so much easier today though. So (laughs) much (laughs) easier. (laughs) Do you, those weren't all bike videos back in the day. They were rarely bike videos.
1: I think like they were mostly just comedy stuff we found funny, like Vancouver based, outdoors based a little bit. Um, I think back then, like it was it, like, in my mind, it was like mountain biking is a very separate thing than like scripted narrative comedy videos. Like the two don't mix. Like, it, it, well, they did they, yeah, they didn't until exactly. you guys did stuff. Yeah. And it took, a, it took a while to like have, I guess, the confidence to be able to put that into. video and know that like your stuff is funny and it does hit a certain audience because the mountain bike world's scary sometimes
0: it is scary who who scripts these videos is it you writing all that stuff or is it matt you guys do it together
1: uh no definitely not me yeah it's it's a whole collaboration usually um it depends on the video it depends on kind of who came up with the idea a lot of the time but it's always it's always a collaborative process
0: yeah yeah we've we've both done this together actually when you worked at pink bike and it's funny mm-hmm. how like when you're sitting there scripting sometimes you're like this is going to be amazing and then it doesn't work and you're like oh damn it <laughs> and sometimes like sometimes we would go into things and like you know me i don't have much of a script and it works out just fine sometimes eh yeah it depends what it is and like
1: i i don't know i i i always have this um saying from um mark ruffalo i think came up with it where he said a movie is written three times once when you script it once when you shoot it and then once when you edit it so like i i think levy you're like your approach is really good where you don't over prepare the scripting and you kind of (laughs) like it's called under planning (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But in a way it's good. Like, you know, we basically what you have to say in the framework of things. Right. But like, then when we went out and shot it, we can like improvise a little, we're not so like structured. And then in the editing too, that allows for a lot of creative freedom.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of people who need different approaches. And that was one of the things that we had to, and still have to work with it uh, in all video stuff is how do the subjects work best? How do these presenters, um, what do they need? You know, some people need a teleprompter, some people need really well defined thoughts and other people write a couple notes before a podcast and <laughs> then, then an editor makes them sound <laughs> smart. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: these videos, how, how long does something like how to buy a mountain bike or how to buy an e-bike, how long does that take to, to make from start to finish?
1: Yeah, that especially the first one, How to Buy a Mountain Bike, was like a labor of love. Um, where we had that idea for a long time. It's based off, um, another very famous video by a, a production company called Jash. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Oh, God. And, um, it's How to Lose Weight in Five Easy Steps. And it's like a very similarly paced mm-hmm. video where it's barely tell- telling you how to lose weight, but it's like going through all these life scenarios and you're like, and you just get lost in it. And, that, I loved that video so much. I was like, this works for mountain biking. Because I think we all have a very similar come up story when we, we start mountain biking. At least for the most part. So that one front to back, like writing to to release was over over a year for sure. Holy um, shit.
0: A yeah, year. Like just
1: Because we had to sell it. We were like, there's no way we can pay to, to, to make this. Yeah. So it, we got Trek on board, which was awesome. And then just the scripting. The casting the locations and then going out to shoot the thing it's like yeah people don't people don't realize but i didn't realize in in that video i like my beard changes my hair changes like so we had to like shoot it backwards and some scenes like i had to shave and then wait for the beard to regrow and like it was a a little bit of a
0: yeah brian can we take a year to make some of our videos is that okay I think some of your videos have uh, been taking more than a year. Actually, where's Grim Donut Three?
2: <laughs>
1: Don't tell I people. Was say, <laughs> how long? Grim Donut One was probably
0: the quickest, but then Grim Donut Two took some time. Yeah, Grim Donut I, One only took a year and a half. I feel like so it was quick. Oh I'll
2: be surprised when I thought when you started telling that joke, I was like, "There's no way he's actually going to tell this joke. He's not going to say that.
0: Come on, <laughs> jokes at my own expense. Those are the best." <laughs> Yeah, fair. Yeah. Which which part of the process do you find the most difficult, Jason? Is it the the filming, the editing, the finding locations or finding the people to be in the film? Mm. Editing, I don't know.
1: Editing is usually the toughest. Editing is like it's like putting together a puzzle that you you know how you want it to look in your mind, but you're not sure how to get it there usually. And it can be a super like long night dark cave, frustrating. It's like the least fun. The shooting is usually the most fun. Like that's you're outside, you're being creative. You got a good crew with you. Um, the writing is also super like nice when ideas flow and and you can get words on paper, but yeah, the editing is, is long, (laughs) but I like it. It's good.
2: Yeah. How you, sorry, you do a lot of the editing, right? Like you end up taking on a lot of that.
1: Mm, I would say like on our team, I think Matt's a better editor than I am, especially getting to the final product. I can usually edit pretty quickly at the beginning, and then it gets to a certain point where I'm like, "Oh boy, I, I I've spent too much time looking at it. I don't know what to do." Or, yeah, I just kind of get lost. Uh, so we share a lot of the editing now. Like we collaborate through different softwares to like help make it the best it can possibly be.
0: I won't recognize any of the words you say, but I'm sure a lot of people are curious as to the kind of gear that you're using. Can you tell us what kind of cameras and stuff you're using?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we shoot a lot <laughs> for some god awful reason on RED cameras. Um, we have two now, one RED Raven and one RED Komodo. Uh, they are very heavy and they require a lot of equipment and batteries and stuff, but the it's kind of like... Once you do it, you can't go back. Like, it looks so good; it's so it Just rewarding. quality, right? Better. It, like I don't yeah. know
0: anything, but I assume the quality is better. And yeah,
1: quality. Yeah, yeah. And then the lenses look really sharp, and and yeah, you just get used to it, I guess. Yeah, we just went on a four-day bike packing trip on the Gulf Islands and brought a red but also a drone and a photo camera and we looked ridiculous because we had like these fully loaded bike packing bikes and then a huge camera bag on our back and people were like why are you carrying so much stuff
0: i would be curious if i was out in the middle of the boonies and just ran into a couple of young guys with a red camera yeah up to no good usually <laughs> or youtubers <laughs> fucking youtubers yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. would you I assume you would like to put out videos quicker than that. Like are you guys doing other yeah. videos that come out quicker? How 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 often are you guys producing videos? And how do you balance making more content? You obviously would want to make as much as you can for your channel, I assume. Yeah, yeah,
1: that that's always the battle, right? Like so we have the two IFHD films and Mahalo my dude, and IFHD films is kind of reserved for the commercial pieces, the higher production, the usually usually ads but can also be more of like ideas like how to buy a mountain bike was our own idea that we funded and uh, so it's usually a mix of that there's no upload schedule it's (laughs) incredibly inconsistent usually like when we post a video all the comments are like oh my god these guys are still alive cool and (laughs) they like have no idea and then mahalo my dude is more like candid mountain bike adventure style content we still try and keep the quality high and and we try to adhere to like a right now we're on a 2 a month release schedule. Yeah. And it's so fucking hard. Me too, me too, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and obviously like you said you do want to make more but not at the cost of quality. Like you don't want to put out a worse product.
0: Yeah. That's that's the thing that like man, I go on the homepage. Like we're we're guilty of this. There's a there's a lot of content yep. out there and You guys, or somebody else, you guys make something that is just ridiculous. Like, it is super high quality stuff. And, you know, we may bump it a couple times to keep it above something, but eventually it's got to scroll down the page. And, like, man, that's got to be a bummer seeing your baby. Like, you've worked a year on this video, and then, like, some asshole like me has their blog that bumps it off the page, you know? Goddamn Friday Fails 112.
2: (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I remember being before pink bike um at a at a uh, at Rocky Mountain with you Jason mm-hmm. and we worked so hard on some launch video i'm forgetting which one now i think it was one of the altitude ones and on the day or maybe maiden and on the day it launched there was like it just happened to be a day where there was like a recall from Mongoose and <laughs> Like, 10 other kind of, like, really annoying, like, important newsy things, but they were super annoying to get bumped underneath, and I just remember being livid. So mad. Yeah,
0: yeah. Brian, what what does a, a release video cost to make? Like, company has a new bike, you know, obviously it depends about the rider location and all this stuff, but, like, rough estimate, like, 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand? Just, I have no idea oh man it it varies a ton and some companies are paying in t-shirts i assume
2: (laughs) some companies are paying in t-shirts um i i think there'll definitely be on talking specifically about launch videos there are definitely launch videos out there that are sub 10 grand yeah um maybe even sub 5 grand um Jason, what's the least you've been paid for a, for a launch video? And was it me? Divert the video? question, much? Yeah, <laughs> we'll, I can, we'll, okay, we'll, talk, we'll go back. We'll go back Let's to the other back. side.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't like for. I can't really remember a launch video. It was maybe like like between ten and ten and twenty, probably.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, but like bike videos, like especially back in the day, it's definitely been offered yeah. like. Hey, you want like handlebars? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Exposure <laughs> at the grocery store. Yeah, but on the flip exposure. side, there are, there are launch videos that have, that have
0: crept into the seven figures. How, for sure. Seven figures? For a yeah. mountain bike video? Like a launch video and not like a big production thing? They're the same thing now. The, the amount guess, of money some yeah.
2: brands spend on a launch video is wild. I mean, the YT oh.
0: video must have cost a shit ton of money.
2: Mhm.
0: With walking. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't actually know an official number there, but I asked a friend who's in in media uh, in Hollywood media um what he thought it would have cost and that was that was over a mil. <laughs> he, he said that it that for their outfit to have done it it would have been significantly over a mil, but even if they were being, you know, smart and stingy about it, there's no way to spend that much less. Could be wrong. Maybe they found a sweet way to do it else in a different way, but yeah. Maybe it's kind of Jason walking
0: you... got a free YT. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <Maybe>. that's...
2: <laughs> Paid him in some Instagram likes. Yeah, exactly. Jason, is it's... that... Am I on, on the right yeah. track there? Yeah.
1: I think so. Like, it's kind of funny because we kind of gawk at like, oh, a million dollars for a mountain bike commercial, right? But mm-hmm. like, if you did like a, a car commercial for the new Toyota Corolla, it's like like stupid Uh money right and i think bikes will probably get there like you see what the yts and the specialized are making and it's super impressive stuff like vfx heavy location heavy Mm -hmm. and i think it's cool like i i I like it i like that it's like leveling up and and it's almost like this game of one up now who can make Mm -hmm. the most bold commercial and uh i don't know i'm here for it i like it celeb cameo sure
2: you guys all heard here, Jason Lucas wants your bikes to to cost more money. <laughs> yes, just tweet it out and, right now,
1: and to pay us all more as filmmakers to yes, make commercials. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Jason, do you do you ever do non cycling stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, here and there for sure. Um I mean, the the goal is to always be be cycling, but um, we've done a lot of stuff in the past uh, for like outdoor brands in general, like MEC and yeah. um, stuff cycling adjacent. I guess like it's still within the interest. Um, especially like Nat has done a lot of like completely outside of cycling things, like more narrative stuff and and other things. But I don't know. We're at a point in our lives where like if we're not if we, I don't like like what I'm making like why am I making it so a lot of the times mm-hmm. it should be at least somewhat interesting
0: yeah yeah I agree which what video have you liked the most out of all your videos
1: I would say how to buy a mountain bike yeah that like mm-hmm. super labor of love it was cool to just have hands on it from the very beginning all the way to the end and then just to like you know, when you like think of the concept and you even when you're writing, you're like, okay, this is how it'll look. It's so damn close to what I had envisioned or what we had envisioned uh, that I'm like super proud of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How to be a student is pretty freaking good too. I love that
1: one. Oh, the call or high school or college?
0: Uh, I think it was college.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like early days. Yeah. That, that was-, was sneaking into UBC and feeling <laughs> very gorilla. Something we can't do anymore.
0: <laughs> when was the last time you got
1: kicked out of a shoot location? uh it would have that one for sure we definitely got kicked out uh it's been a few years now yeah. a lot of it actually it might have been with pink bike i think <laughs> it was you and i, I is? Ellie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoops.
0: that lady you did not want in? us there yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. it's just the
0: woods man yeah know. exactly geez <laughs> calm down <laughs> yeah all right. I I want to talk about the amount of video content that's out there. You're obviously mm-hmm. a fan of videos. We're fans of videos. But man, there's so much stuff out there these days. Huh. And I guess my my first question to you would just be like straight up, straight up, do you wish there was less videos?
1: Do I wish there was less?
0: Fewer no. videos? No.
1: I no? I um that's it. I mean, I'll be maybe vague on that. And so no in the way that I think the amount is, is good, but I, I do wish, um, there was more better videos, I guess.
2: So (laughs) you don't want less. You just want better.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, I would, yeah, I'd want more videos, honestly, like, um, I, to grow cycling, to get more people into it. And then just to kind of like what we were saying with the commercials, like keep one upping. I think it takes a level of like, A lot of people doing something to get people to start getting almost competitive and make people stand out so more better -er videos we probably have enough how to lube your chains on
2: youtube
0: that was my next tech Mm. tuesday asshole jesus (laughs)
2: levy would like just for the record i think levy prays almost every day for a global emp
0: Oh, you have no idea. We're not supposed to be living like this with our phones all the time. We're supposed to be in the bush. Oh that's, This is another Here podcast, though. Here we <laughs> go. Yeah.
2: No, no, go on. This is
1: interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you don't. You what don't, do you guys think? Because I, I mean, that's just one man's opinion.
0: I think there's too much. Like, but I think part of the responsibility comes down to us. And I, mm-hmm. I, this isn't pink bike talking. This is me talking. I think we post too many videos, and I think sometimes our bar might be a little low, but on the other uh-huh. hand, I also know how this works. Like, we post videos because people click on them, you know, and we need people to click on things. So You know what, Levy? I, I
2: actually agree with you, and I think we are going to clamp down a bit on the things that make the homepage. Mm-hmm. I've always really liked that Pink has been, even before I was here, like... A uh, platform for user-generated content, and where yeah. somebody like like Jason could make a name for himself before before whatever. And you know, he's not an advertiser, he's not a staff member. It's there's no. I don't know. I think it's really nice that Pinkbike is that, and people can break through on Pinkbike as a as a platform. But I also think, man, there are a lot of. It's weird how. Uh, access to gear has made videos easier, but it's also made them shittier. And that's, there are too many. I don't really mind like the kids getting out and trying stuff and it not being homepage appropriate. That's fine. That's cool. But it absolutely kills me. When a, a you know, a brand that is make bringing in $200 million a year, they've got an amazing rider, Red Bull helmet, absolutely sick terrain. They pay some junior videographer 500 bucks. They go out and do an afternoon of shooting and then they publish it as if they've done a big edit. You know, there's some crappy voiceover. There's, it's just awkward. And it's like, it's a, it's an afternoon shred it. Like that should have been for Instagram. Like that. Let's not know, post just, it. But sometimes well, we're we have not going to. to.
0: Sometimes we have to. Market, mm.
2: Well, sometimes it's important and good and some people can get a lot done in an afternoon, but including, I think, one of my all-time favorite launch videos. I guess I'm being hypocritical here now that I think about it. One of my all-time favorite launch... What's everybody else's favorite launch video of all time?
1: Go ahead, Jason. Uh, come back to me, Brian. You go first. I, I'll, I'll think about
2: okay. it. Okay. Well, mine is like I'm so hypocritical here, I'm realizing. Uh, my favorite launch video is one that was definitely filmed in an afternoon with a with a handy cam. It was that Josh Briceland Blur TR. You remember that? Like 2013?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's oh. just like... It's very Ride raw. In the UK kind of yeah. like yeah I think it's horns. in Santa
2: Cruz I think it's in Santa oh, Cruz in, okay, I'm thinking yeah on one. um not the one not the Madeira one not the Bronson one he's just kind of like playing around in the woods on a blur TR they only ever I don't think they posted it on YouTube until like years later it was just on Vimeo and on pink bike and it did it went crazy on Vimeo um of all things and no to me the reason that's a good launch videos because it actually made me want the bike more than I thought possible um yeah I was I was working at Rocky Mountain and actively considering buying a blur TR
0: <laughs> maybe you probably should have <laughs> great bike <laughs> uh, no I like, yeah it, yeah it was yeah. for the time yeah mm-hmm. I I yeah. like the since we're talking about Bryceland I like the video with the animations in it it just looked fun <laughs> you know it just looked like super the fun And then, Jason. But what bike was that for, Levy? What bike was that for? I have no idea. I don't care. (laughs) So
2: great video, but maybe it didn't sell too many bikes.
0: Uh, I think it. Yeah, yeah. It made me want to like go out and have fun and laugh and screw around. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is better than most videos. Jason, what video did you just make? uh, Maybe it was a year ago or less, and Pete was in the ground and he was like crawling up out of a hole, and it was hilarious. (laughs)
1: oh i cannot take credit for that but that was uh for the trek slash okay yeah. um that, that was, was good more too. matt and the team and yeah that was super awesome i remember them telling me about it and i was like okay i get it i don't know how you're gonna do that but like sounds cool and then yeah um they did it they buried pete who's a giant hero. yeah he's so like eight feet tall. Been, <laughs> <laughs> a big asshole
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah um okay i got a favorite uh i think it would have to the total opposite of brian's choice is the specialized video for the Kinevo, probably the one where matt miles and, and hunter are old people and they uh they shred the bikes uh, uh, dressed as like super old people just because
2: it's not the fact jumper, that they're acting stump jumper evo I is think. it stump jumper evo yeah i don't think it's a e-bike okay perfect like, i could so be wrong the, i know that i know that the levo one was wacky too like it had its own wackiness, but I think the Stump Jumper Evo is the one where Matt You could is, be correct. Is you're the, probably correct.
1: Yeah, But um, yeah, I just love the the care that went into it, the acting, mm-hmm. the effects are awesome. Uh, clearly, it didn't <laughs> sell the bike to me because I had no idea what bike it was, but I was just really, really pumped on that. And then I got to give an honorable shout out, I think, to Brian. You're going to like it, the Maiden launch video with uh, Vanderham and Merritt. Oh, yeah. I think really. It was i Really, I really like that. I like yeah. watching Thomas ride a lot, and I thought yeah. that like really epitomized. I guess like it was at the point in my life where I was like, I could, I want to do that. Like that's <laughs> what I want, and I think that... I got a maiden. Well, like, I got a maiden because I worked at Rocky, but I got a maiden and was like inspired to do that.
2: Sick! I that was a really fun project. That was a really scary project to work on, but it was really fun. Why? Why was it scary? I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Jason, do you, do you see yourselves as YouTubers or filmmakers or a, an agency? How do you see yourselves?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I, yeah, definitely YouTubers. Uh, but in that same vein, YouTubers who make films that run a production agency <laughs> or a production house, um, <laughs> I think they can, they can coexist now. And I think. I think a lot of YouTubers are filmmakers. A lot of them, um, the days have changed of just like the raw GoPro POV videos and everyone is kind of being forced to level up, I think to try and stand out more and to bring new camera techniques in, bring new editing in. And and it's good. Like like I said, that kind of breeds growth.
2: What do you think about the people who do these? Yeah. Another how to, lube your chain or how to ride this other green I'm trail sitting right here <laughs> I know right <laughs> do you do you think that that space has gotten challenging or do you think that there's still more to be done
1: I mean there it'll it'll I guess there is more to be done because it'll probably do well if you make that video like the I get why I get why because mm-hmm. I'll you know it'll probably perform but And guilty, like I think, when I as a pink book, we made a lot of like Mm -hmm. pretty basic how tos and trying. You know, you always try and put your own flavor spin on it, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of the same information. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do think that space is is quite cramped now. So unless you can really, really change um, the the formula or add some insane bit of information. I feel like it's just like, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's get some new stuff.
2: It's definitely tough, but I also see like, I don't, I don't want this whole podcast to be like us saying YouTubers should make less things because no, uh, it's a pretty impressive platform. Like I'm always blown away at finding a thing that had, it's a tiny channel with nothing, but it happens to be a really quality video. Exactly what I wanted it like it's really good at bubbling up good shit. And like, I don't have any, I'm not the target audience for YouTubers. I've got no, no interest in creating a one way relationship with mountain bikers that say, what's up guys? (laughs) Send that like button. Like, I don't know. I just, it's not, it doesn't do anything for me, but I think if it does something for other people, we should learn from it. And I don't know, maybe the mountain bike world doesn't care as much as everybody thought about double flips. Like, I think a lot of, Oh, I'm getting real weird now, but I think that the whole point of Pinkbike originally and YouTube is to connect the sort of diaspora of mountain bikes. Mountain biking used to be, Levy, you know this, like mountain biking used to be super weird and yeah. kind of a counterculture sport and there was, you know, you had two two kids in your high school mountain biking. Dude, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and. It was weird. Yeah. And nobody and like, knew what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that was, you know, that was the beauty of Pinkbike originally. And I think YouTube does that same thing on a more generalist level, you know, and I think that that's potentially really good.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that.
2: But I still think we've got to clamp down a bit on the homepage in terms of the things that get on there. <laughs> yeah.
0: How do you how do you deal with the YouTube commenters I, I guess i imagine most of your stuff most of the comments are positive but you've also i mean you worked at pink bike for a number of years where the comments could be challenging sometimes for sure and very different than youtube maybe sometimes better and maybe sometimes way worse but how do you guys deal with that do you wade into those comments on youtube or do you leave them alone uh so it's on and off for me sometimes like if i know
1: a video is going to like, or I have a instinct that video is going to do well, I'll check out the comments to like reassure myself. Yeah. And that is sometimes the worst because there'll be a comment that you're like, ah, fuck that, that hit,
0: that hit hard. Yeah. That's a little Um, too close to the truth for me. The, the (laughs) IFHT audience
1: is super good. Like genuinely. Yeah. Like super positive. Everyone's stoked. Lots of, lots of happy folks. But every once in a while you'll see a comment that you're like, "A." Is fucking true, which sucks, and B, uh, just you think about for a while.
2: Yeah, yeah. The true ones are the worst. The true ones
1: are the worst. If the if it's just like blatantly like you guys suck, I hate you, <laughs> like, whatever. I know I'm that like, already, like, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's that's a, a move on kind of yeah. thing. But the ones that uh that dig deep, they suck. But yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like Pink Bike definitely hardened me up, <laughs> or at least yeah, <laughs> you know. I, in a way i think it's good cuz it it you when you're creating the content you're kind of already trying to answer the comments that you think are going to happen as yeah. you're making the content yeah. to counteract that and that's a good way to think like that's how to make better content a lot of the time but uh, it's still very scary sometimes
2: the the people that come to pink bike either contribute to pink bike in some way from smaller sites or from print or whatever I think it's a, a huge shock to realize that there are people on the other end of this that have opinions and that are like, it's a two way street. Um, I think it's a, it's a huge culture shock for a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, totally. I remember pink bike Academy season one, <laughs> 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 which I will go on to say uh, I loved and loved making and enjoyed reading through the comments. Cause it, it kind of, Built this like foundation for season two to make it so much better, yeah. But you almost needed that, like re- reality check. I don't know it's that sort did, of thing.
0: That's got to be so hard, though. Like, I know that you guys did an insane amount of work up there for the PB Academy, mm-hmm. and then it comes out, and the comments are just like gnarly. And like you said, like that can be a good thing, and we've improved from then, but like. You're up there doing 16 hour days for two weeks or whatever you're doing and then this thing comes out and it's just like people shitting on you like talk me through that a little bit how that's hard because that's happened to me too
2: yeah totally when yeah, have you're... you worked 16 hours of... no, I'm <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so...
0: a week a week i've seen him i've seen him work <laughs> a big day oh, oh, i probably emotional. complained
2: a lot <laughs> Yeah, and Levy actually works really hard. It's just part of his personal brand. He asks us to pretend like he doesn't, just so yeah. everybody knows. Yeah, he's yeah. really stringent about us making sure that it doesn't look like he works hard; that it's effortless. True,
1: totally. Uh, but no, to answer your question, I mean, like, definitely, it's it's hard to read a lot of the time, and and a lot of the time, I would just like spend five minutes, and you can tell what the tone of the comment section is. You're like, okay, get it, I'm out. I don't need to read any more after that, but Mm -hmm. part of the job like is, is responding to feedback and learning and growing and creating a better product. And even as we were editing that series, we were trying to do as much as possible to like address feedback and concern. But um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah.
2: I also think there was a pretty big gap between the YouTube comments on that series and the pink Bite comments. Um, And I think one of the really interesting things about the whole series was the, the difference between what people said and then their actual behavior with the show because they loved it and it went huge. Yeah, That's um, the
1: thing is, is like the view numbers were all quite good for, for okay. our average content at the time. and View and you, numbers were that, huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah and exactly. watch
2: time was massive. And so it's like we were clearly reaching and really our goal with the whole thing was that we do enough endemic core mountain bike bro content And we were trying to, you know, do something a bit different to reach a new audience, to grow the tent a bit. And so we always knew that it was going to be a bit, um, wouldn't land perfect. It was square in the middle of bro bra mountain bike guy world. And yeah, I don't know. I I think at least from the reach standpoint, it was pretty successful. And yeah, some people got careers out of it, which is cool. I was going
1: to say one final thing. Uh, PBA season one winner evan wall is now on a another pro factor team still racing the ews at the top level so
0: that's amazing it worked yeah (laughs) i know i know do you do you miss working with us jason where all the time yeah good good answer actually
1: yeah no it's it's a fucking fun team over there and like the thing i always look back fondly on pink bike is like sometimes it's super a lot of the time it's super hard work yeah but everyone's in it. There's no one that's, mm-hmm. like, half-assing it or, like, just floating along. Like, I think it it was awesome to just be at an event or a field test or Pink Bike Academy. And you're all, like, focused, head down. Like, we want to make the best thing possible with the tools we have. Which is, I think, probably pretty rare within the whole sphere of uh, production world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
2: agree. Uh, that was... When I came to Pinkbike as well, that was my like, oh, this team, everybody cares a lot. Like a Mm -hmm. lot.
1: Yeah, and not just editors and filmers, like the salespeople, like marketing, everything. It's really cool. Levi, do you miss working with me?
0: Oh, dude, we had so much fun, man. We had so much fun. Yeah, I feel like we joked around the right amount,
1: you know? I still tell people about our go-karts in Taiwan at least once a week for sure at least
0: that was one of the most fun trips i've ever had in my life those trade show videos that you and i made riding on that stupid little bike and then the gangster bike with the rap music <laughs> and they kicked me out of the trade show because of the sandals and so, oh god
1: for, for more context yeah we were at uh taipei cycle show is that how you mm-hmm. yep. taipei Cycle yep. Show, and uh yeah levy and i were tasked with the uh the the i guess goal of making a video a day at at the trade show and it's a cool trade show it's a lot of different Mm -hmm. stuff but it's hard to sift through and find the really good stuff so um
2: i decided to just make some weird trade show videos (laughs) i I remember when when you submitted those you were super nervous to me you were like brian like is this okay like what i was like oh my god this is perfect what are you talking about
1: yeah, because I—that I, was still early on in the yeah. in my pink bike career, and I we hadn't really even established like the tone and feel of the YouTube channel. So it's like, is anyone gonna be offended by this? I don't know why they <laughs> would be, but it was really weird. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, it was so good. You and I—we've traveled a fair bit. We've been to Texas as well too. I've, you and I—I've seen people. I've seen more people recognize you than mm-hmm. any other pro rider that I've traveled with or been at camps with or been anywhere with. how is that weird for you? Like you're out mountain biking, people recognize yeah. you? Taking selfies and stuff? Yeah,
1: it, It's, now uh, it's at a point too. like, I'm going to sound like a jackass, but like at a bike park where it's it's quite a lot, like a lot of people come up and, yeah. which is awesome. It's cool to see that people are stoked in the stuff you're making and resonating with it. Uh, but at times, like, I'm actually quite like introverted at times. So sometimes people come up to me and I'm, I might not be the most um, outgoing or like, yo, what's up? Yeah, let's take a selfie or whatever. And then I, and then if that doesn't happen, I just go back home and I think about that interaction and how I fucked it up. And I hope (laughs) that person is like not pissed and like I overthink it. And so it's cool. and, And the same way it's like, a bit a lot sometimes
0: you definitely have a bit of a rep for telling people no and screaming at people to get out of your face when they want to take selfies. so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> i
2: have a good story about back when we worked at rocky mountain um and like you were jason was pretty internet famous but not current levels of internet famous and we were having dinner it was like, at like barefoot or one of the nicer restaurants in, in whistler and oh, you know where this is going. I know this is, going. this is awesome. And there were and there were some some unnamed pro mountain bikers at the table, sort of in front of us. And this attractive young woman was making a beeline for them, and you could see them get ready to be like, "Oh yeah, hey, nice to meet you, blah blah blah." And she went zip around them to Jason Lucas. Immediately asked for his autograph, and just these pro riders. We're just looking over like what the hell cuz for them Jason was the warranty guy at Rocky Mountain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Coolest warranty guy ever. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good. I wish I had the confidence back then to rub it in their face more, but I think I probably just turned beet red and was like hoping i, hope I don't get fired.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so we we post lots of videos, but we post lots of other written stuff from World Cup races. But one thing that I see, we post these tech videos, and people get angry that they're videos. So, angry, so but mad. then sometimes they get angry that there's no videos. I I am very confused. It feels like there's no winning well, here.
2: They get no. They get angry when there's no video of whip off, and then they get angry when there is a video of tech. Um, but like I said, I want I want Pink Bike to be. In all the channels, including YouTube, including on video for tech. And uh, it kind of sucks the way it works. We have photographers on retainer at the World Cups, but they have other clients too. And and we have um, a, usually a tech editor um, at the World Cups. And this year, because we have Pink by Gracing, we have the video guys on the ground with a tech editor. So, Henry. And so, we've been do- having Henry do tech stuff from World Cups on video. And... People are quite upset about this, <laughs> mostly because the tech video comes out before the tech photos come out. But understandably, the photographers have other clients, so it takes them a little longer to get the tech stuff to the site than it Henry because that's his like his main job is he's a tech editor, and the video guys are right there turning out video content. so they're able to turn something around really fast. And so normally, what happens is the tech video drops, and then people get really mad. And then, like three hours later, the tech photo stories drop, and then the people who got really mad thought that they affected change. And so then we <laughs> went into the tech. <laughs> so then they do it more. It's great.
0: It's perfect. Why? Why doesn't? Why don't we have just Henry just like take some photos mm-hmm. of the gear and write a quick thing yeah. about the stuff instead? And
2: we, we totally could have him do that. Um, but we already have the tech photographers doing that. I'd rather uh, yeah, than yeah, him yeah. focus on video, and he is already pretty pinned at those. He is, yeah. He's yeah. mechanicing for Ben Cathero, <laughs> and doing those videos. Yeah.
1: Can I just say, the pink bike racing stuff and that team is so good. Like Dude. the fact that they're doing the daily content stuff, and mm-hmm. then pink bike racing, like the series comes out. I was, mm-hmm.
0: it's awesome. That first video, like I'm pretty jaded and salty with basically anything that has two wheels these days and is on video and that video was amazing like it gave me goosebumps it was incredible they put that together yeah i'm glad you like it i was really thank you for sending that text
2: jason when it came out i was you know you're never sure how t- something's gonna land and i'm really happy obviously with how how it did people are yeah. enjoying it and i'm just i'm also same as we were talking about with with uh pink bike academy I'm really happy
0: that it's going to help some of these kids in their careers. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So cool. I want to wrap this up with talking about where you get your inspiration from. So maybe if you want to shout out some YouTube channels or some filmers that you think are doing some great stuff. Maybe they're in the bike world. Maybe they're not. I don't know.
1: Whoa. Okay. Um, Jeez. That's hard. Like. You mean just inspiration for videos in general? Like do you even do you
0: watch other channels? You guys are online all the time making YouTube videos. Maybe you don't want to watch YouTube videos. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that that I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos. Not because I don't want to, but more because like I'm I'm just like scared of the time spent away from working or doing stuff and um i i like to scan i guess the the Mm. local um mountain bike youtuber crowd and if someone's doing something cool you know i pay attention and watch but it can be a huge uh rabbit hole (laughs) you can go down um but i think i i do get inspired by the other mountain bike youtubers doing stuff like i'll shout out like seth bike hacks for one um i remember when he started down in florida like just making videos on his patio and matt and i were watching we're like oh my god who is this guy like what what is he doing he's making videos about lubing his chain or whatever and and now he has like his own freaking bike park and like is has like this whole network of trails at his house and it, like that to me is super inspiring mm-hmm. i don't necessarily watch every video he does but like his trajectory and mm-hmm. and a lot of other YouTubers mountain bike or other are on that same trajectory. So I think it's super inspiring to know that you can get there and to know that they just made their own way. They didn't have to follow a certain career path or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but outside of that, I watch a lot of, uh, TV (laughs) and a lot of, uh, like sketch comedy shows, podcasts, stuff like that, like SNL and, and, um, yeah, I would say a lot of inspiration just comes from everywhere. A lot of real life too.
2: Speaking of podcasts, we should probably talk about your podcast. You guys started a podcast.
1: Holy shit! Yeah, shout yeah, it we out. Do. We do have a podcast.
2: What's it? What's it? Is it ifht? No, it's a Mahalo, my dude podcast. What's it called? So, no, it's got feeding off each other,
1: something like it's that. Feeding off each other. Yes. Which uh, <laughs> is a so biker good. thing. That's yeah. the best
2: name. I wish we'd well, used it.
1: It's funny because Matt and I love the name, and then David, our other third person, he uh, he's not a mountain biker, and he's like, I don't get it. People are going to think it's a food show or something, and we're like, <laughs> no, 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 it's it's sick. Trust us. <laughs> so the running joke is that he hates it. Um, but yeah, it, it is taken directly from the cliche, feeding off each other, mountain bike world, Matt Hunter saying it in seasons, and then The Claw saying it immediately after. And um, <laughs> it is like are under our umbrella, but it's supposed to be separate. It's not fully mountain bike. we kind of just talk to people of interest, friends, filmmakers, comedians, actors, mountain bikers. Um, did I,
2: did I see you had the C bus memes account on there?
1: That just launched. So yeah, we chatted to C bus memes, uh, in wow. person, which I was don't awesome. Don't know what that is.
2: Is it a very important social media account, Levy? i to important. look it up. It's a meme doubt. Lord in Vancouver. <laughs> okay. that,
1: uh, yeah he's amassed quite a following (laughs) but yeah we've talked to like some future episodes are like tippy um who is always hilarious and um uh peter chow who was like a youtuber when we Mm -hmm. were coming up and made a lot of local content and so i don't know it's fun don't you guys like podcasting it's super fun like yeah i love it kind of more it's more lo-fi you definitely get content out a bit easier and I don't know. It's just another creative outlet. I'm I'm, I'm jealous nice. that
0: you guys are doing like a general interest thing. Like mountain bikers are interesting. There's lots of people to, to talk to that we haven't talked to. But man, there are so many interesting people out there. You know? Levy, yeah, I said you can like, do your
2: Aliens podcast. It's totally fine. We'll, I'll sign whatever papers we need. Okay. <laughs>
0: I just got to find the motivation. That'd be so good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually, like maybe, maybe keep the Aliens one on PB. I mean... Yeah. the F1, can well, that one can go also. Could
0: we do yeah. a general interest? I think we've talked about that. Just like an yeah, off-topic sure, why not? podcast. I barely yeah. get one of these done a week. So doing another one a week <laughs> might be too much to ask for.
1: No, <laughs> <Yeah>, we can <laughs> do it. There's got to be like a, a, F1
0: racers who mountain bike. Like Ricardo mountain bikes, doesn't he? Yeah, they don't want to talk to he me. Trust so me. They do not they want, want to talk. Have you tried? I, bet. I, I mean, have yeah. tried. I've reached out to their marketing people, multiple F1 racers. Over the years, not a single one has gotten back to me. Dear obviously. people listening, if
2: anybody has a contact,
0: that would be sick. That would
2: make Levy really happy. Let me know.
0: Just give Lewis my number. Tell him to shoot me a text. We'll hang out. There's got to be a, a F1 driver who knows you and pink bike and would do it. Oh, that'd that. be amazing. If any Formula if we, One driver is listening, hit me up on Instagram, please. At killed by death. Can we... We'll do a, we should do a
2: humbled episode... A humbled episode
0: with Lewis. I would get on a plane and fly
2: somewhere for that, just for the record. Levy hates flying, just <laughs> so everybody knows. As someone who's flown with Levy, I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I do not do well. I I got on a, a plane a while ago and I I overdid the Ativan, so I went to the doctor and I got Ativan, <laughs> and like I took a few and they like didn't do anything, and then like I took a few more and I like didn't think anything was happening, and then. I ended up. This was like a eleven hour flight, and by the time I landed, I had taken oh eleven Ativan, I think, and oh no. and I was. Uh, I ended up like barfing. I got off the plane, and then I like barfed in the airport. I barfed in the taxi, and then I barfed at the <laughs> hotel lobby, and then I barfed in my hotel. And it was like this weird clear fluid. Anyways, that's my prescription medicine overdose story. Should we end the podcast with that? <laughs> that's so good. The oh plane God. ride went fine, though. I was super calm. I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> we need these stories for the general interest podcast, maybe. It's not important. The, yeah, not that's That better that. be in the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people need to know. Yeah. All right, Jason, we will let you go. I'm sure you've got some editing to do and some maybe some podcasting that's to do. do and that kind of thing. So, uh, everybody, check out ifht's youtube channel and mahalo my dude and the podcast which is feeding off each other you said yeah nice there you yeah, go you i got remember it all okay yeah. all right everybody yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next episode and put your questions for jason down below he'll get in there and answer them i didn't tell him why to do that but he definitely has <laughs> you <didn't> to say <laughs> there was any commitment after this <laughs> like, i don't work here anymore i don't have to do this shit <laughs> all right everybody we will see you next week